You're listening to One Family, What's God Doing? Where we explore what God's doing in YWAM locations throughout Virginia. We can't wait for you to find out what God's doing today. Welcome back to What's God Doing? And we've got some special guests today. My friends, Jaden and Bailey. And I know you two, but you know, there may be some others who don't. So who are you? <laughs> Jaden and Bailey. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Jaden and this is Bailey. And uh, we've been uh, staff at YWAM Richmond um, for between eight and nine years. Um, met here and uh, we know Paul from working with YWAM Richmond and now the YWAM Virginia broader family. And we've just been here doing it for yeah. almost a decade. Yeah. And Jaden, you were, aside from Chris, you were one of the people that I met first and spent the most time with at YOM back when I first started volunteering. And you've both been engaged in some amazing ways, but God has been up to some things lately in your life. So what's God been doing? He has been doing a lot. Um, Yeah, so much. I want to preface this time a little bit and go back like seven years um, and just explain a little bit about our calling and um, yeah, where it started. So seven years ago, well, a bit, a bit longer, um, Jane and I met and we both separately had the call to Tanzania. And um, then when we met and started our relationship and eventually got married, the Lord just joined our calling. Yeah. So we basically, once we landed in um, like sort of a relationship, like, man, we're both called to this missions thing. Um, we were like seeking the Lord and and just one of the most kindred parts of the Lord bringing us together was like, man, I think I think this, like, I think our family's met for the nations. Like before we had even kind of like decided we're going to be, we're going to get engaged, we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. We kind of like cleared the air there and was like, are you like, is this, can we? can we like, this is for life for me. Is this for life for you? Like, um, and we both kind of like heard from the Lord that this was a clear lifetime call for us. Um, and Mm -hmm. that, you know, I had just come back from Tanzania a month before I met her and her mother had been the same place I'd been decades before. So it's just kind of really this interesting sort of, um, kind of combination of circumstances, um, that the Lord breathed on. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the years have gone by and we've always been sort of patient with this idea of like, okay, when, cause we know it's not like just go over there for missions trips. It was like, man, there's a home there for us. And so, um, over the years, there were a couple of things that were added onto that. Uh, one of the things was this heart for unreached people groups too. Um, this idea of whole language groups and whole tribes that had never had access to the gospel, not just no missionaries coming to preach, but no, no passage of scripture in their own language. And so as we led DPSs and we've led a few um, and taken teams to unreach people groups and all over the world, um, this heart in us is this heart for unreached people groups and really this burden to be part of the pursuit of that, you know, the remaining 72 to 7,300 language groups that aren't reached yet. It's just like every experience built upon that heart of compassion. Um, Mm -hmm. And so here we are. In May 2022, so a year and a half ago, and we really felt, and there was a particular moment where the Lord was like, 
released a really specific word of like, all right, it's time to start taking one step forward here. Um, and so from that time, the Lord started to draw the timeline of like, when, when do we actually launch? Like we have a heart, we've been praying, we've taken mm -hmm. a team there, um, for a shorter term trip, but then, um, the Lord gave us some practical steps last year to start preparing for exactly what Tanzania is going to look like. And one of them is happening in a few months that is exciting for Bailey. Yeah, so um, the thing that I feel called to um, in Tanzania is to work with uh, delivering babies and mm. free. And um, so, yeah, the Lord gave us this timeline and we learned about a school called the Birth Attendance School. And it's a YWAM school and it's held in Perth, Australia. And so we're going to be heading over there for almost a year doing this training. Um, so then, yeah, we can be sent to Tanzania um, yeah. more equipped than we are right now and just ready to take on um, what the Lord has for us there. So yeah. yeah, and this came from a prayer time we had really shortly with uh, a couple in Tanzania when we were there with the team. And they just felt to share with us, hey, don't be afraid to get your training before you're actually over here. Mm. So it's not like this back and forth. Oh, there's this need. I wish why we're equipped for this. And so that's really a big part of how this Australia thing came about. Um, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. You know, you said that there's a home there for you, right? And the way that you are looking at this is very different than how most people look at the idea of where they find their home because they find their home at what and where they've always known in the places that are comfortable in the places that they can control and you two are stepping into a space that you know there are parts of your life you probably didn't even know that tanzania existed right but then when you go culturally experientially uh it's going to be different comfort level what you can and can't control is going to be different and yet you're qualifying it as a place where you feel like God is inviting it to be a home. What is that like? Because that there's got to be people that are like, I don't know that I could ever live somewhere other than where I've always lived. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, there, there's a couple of lifestyle. I mean, the probably the extent of lifestyle shifting that's going to take place moving to a you know a, a nation like Tanzania, in contrast to right, Richmond, Virginia. I mean, it's so vast. Um, mm -hmm. and so some of the simple things, I think just one of the things God has put grace on is the kind of child he's given us, you know, Hudson Wells just loves to go. He loves to travel. He loves the change of scenery. Um, he loves being around people. Um, and so loves being around animals, especially like wild animal. Anyways, just like, mm -hmm. it's yeah. just, it's, it's so that's like a specific grace the Lord's prepared us for. Um, but yeah, as far as like finding our home in Tanzania, preparing for like whatever that home is and how that, however that engulfs our life, um, you know, there, there's really simple things like, I mean, we, we're getting rid of all our stuff. We've got 10 plastic bins to our name right now. Um, mm -hmm. It's all sitting in the basement of this house. <laughs> um, and so it, it's just been like um, slowly living more simply. Um, yeah. And getting used to the idea of like moving around. Yeah. Um, you know, at least for the next couple of years, you know, who knows what the Lord's going to do as far as what's stationary and what's not about our life in Tanzania. But um, mm. I don't know. That's how I'd answer it. Would you add anything to that? Um, I think 
also because we have had this call for so long. Um, like I essentially grew up feeling this desire to go to Tanzania. Like, um, it's kind of been brewing for a long time. And so, yeah, the Lord's been preparing us through, um, our time in YWAM and with the local church and, um, with us having a house fire and just practically losing nearly all of our stuff. Like the Lord's been preparing us in very specific ways. So I think our, our hearts and our spirits are just know that there's, yeah, Yeah. something great over there for us. I think that's a great point. You know, we've, we've had quite a bit of loss in the last couple of years, just as a family, you, you know, you, you've actually related personally to us on that, um, in specific ways, but that's sort of brought out in us. Like what happens when you lose a bit large, <laughs> massive parts of your life, um, and what's like in you instinctively. Um, and so over the years, we've just been taught like, oh, we, like, I, we can do this. Like, you know, we, we've lost large parts of our life. We've lost whole realms of familiarity whole realms of expectations and uh and still we're, we're just as certain if not more than before um that the nations are our home and mm-hmm. so i think just like as far as like temperament and i, I even just want to say like spiritual condition <laughs> it's been those odd sort of like at the moment random but those circumstances that have taught us like oh when everything changes it's going to be okay you know, mm-hmm. and then there's the language and the food and getting re- used to right. all that. And we've been there before. So we've, we've been slightly oriented to that. Um, and we're up for it. Yeah. Well, what's beautiful is what your story demonstrates is that this isn't just a story of traveling. This isn't a story of changing your geography. There are some practical elements of what y'all are navigating, yeah. getting rid of stuff, hacking stuff up. Like you said, learning languages, things like that. But throughout this story is threaded the reality that there is a spiritual reality of all this. Like Tanzania has never been something that's popped in my head, right? But then you two meet and you each have this call to this place that I rarely think about. Like that's a spiritual thing. You know, Bailey, you talked about how this has been in you. And there have probably been times you didn't even know why or what for, but you had a willingness to trust God. And even the timing, right? Because maybe there are parts of your story where you're like, is now the time, God? Can I go now? And there are times when God would say to wait. So this whole thing has been threaded even to the point of, uh, you know, things being spoken. You know, someone saying, hey, feel free. Like, I I feel like God's saying to go get training first. Go to this first center first. You know, it's like all this stuff is spiritual. So the big question, if someone's wrestling with how in the world, like I could never do what Jaden and Bailey are doing. I imagine what you would say is, there are times where we couldn't do it, right. but for the spirit, but for God. And so to that end, um, how can people join you all in that spiritual reality in terms of how can they pray for you? How can they uh, go deeper into a spiritual understanding of what it is y'all are actually stepping into? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great question, too. We have a couple of you know, easy access points just as communicatively, like on social media. We've got a Facebook group. Um, we've got newsletters we send out, things like that. Um, number one, actually what the Lord's put on my heart is like the, the people groups we're going to be reaching. Um, we, we want, we want people to be praying for those people. Like, you know, we Mm. have, we have a a team praying for us and we would always welcome as many prayers as possible, but the people like our goal, like we want to reach the lost and those who have no access. So praying for those people so that we would actually have an army that's set the stage intercess 
in an intersection for us to go over and land in a place where there's already been petitions made for these people mm. groups for these people that's a great really great way to pray you know because that's what yeah. we're praying for um but yeah of course we've got a franklin mission moments facebook group where we have updates there's prayer requests that are sent out on there little updates fun it's kind of a more frequent less formal um way of of keeping up to date with us as a family we also have a newsletter that we send out uh not as often as we always hope we would but um mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's about every quarter um mm-hmm. and uh so th- those are some specific ways and you know also we're you know for this birth attendant school and some of bailey supplies we're, we're raising a significant amount of money and yeah. so there's a couple of events uh coming up um just for people to get, get to know like you know what do you need and how can i pray for you if i can't give how can i pray specifically yeah. for that um and so yeah those things are available i have easy links um to be able to provide for that but yeah yeah and what's so great about that is that people don't have to go to tanzania now to experience what god's going to be doing there but by journeying alongside both of you they are a real part of it you know philippians 4 17 paul basically says it's not that i'm seeking your gift but i want more to be credited to your account he's basically saying you know as you participate in this you are a legitimate part. And so for those people who are like, I've never even thought of Tanzania now in coming alongside you two, they can actually be a part of how God is working. Yeah. Um, well, as we close out, what is a verse that God's been putting on your heart lately? Well, something Bailey and I both have been um, captured by in this whole calling of like unreached people groups going to the nations is, is this promise Jesus makes in Matthew 24, 14. Um, this is the gospel of the kingdom, right? The good news of Jesus will be preached to all nations. And that word nations is actually kind of more closely related, like families to all families, mm-hmm. all people groups, all language groups. And then he says, there's a witness. And then the end will come in the end. I'll come back and, uh, for my bride, for my people and be with them forever. And so this idea of the gospel, the kingdom being preached to every people group. Um, we can actually, there's missiologists that say that that can happen in this, this generation. We have mm-hmm. enough, to, if we have enough, we know how many people and how many Bible translations we would need to reach every single people group with the gospel of the kingdom. And so how cool to watch scripture slowly, slowly approach you in your time and your lifetime. And so we want to have a small part of that. And that's, mm-hmm. I think what drives us, um, in being able to be sure and anchored in this, like, I'm going to be a laborer. I will go you know yeah yeah well i want to thank both of you because uh not just in sharing now but both of you have sought to live out what it means to seek god even when plans change even when hardships hit uh and this this current moment (laughs) that you're stepping into uh comes with a lot of sacrifice comes with a lot of unknowns comes with its own set of loss because you're leaving relationships of almost a decade. Yeah. Um, but you both have been operating in such a way where it's clear that you know that God is God and God is good. And so I'm grateful for th- not just the ways that y'all have lived that out, but I'm excited to see what that's going to look like in this next season. Um, so yeah, thank you for your willingness to serve and for sharing. And I want to thank all of you for listening and not just for listening, but for walking with us as we together as one family explore what it means to know God and make him known.
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of One Family, What's God Doing? If you'd like to learn more about what God's doing in Virginia, visit us at ywamva.org and join us next week for more stories of God at work.